0: Hey guys, it is party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It's Thursday. Um, I don't know if we'll get off the rails, but we will get caught up with some... Ah, we probably will, actually. Somebody's told me on the phone earlier this week. They said, you know, the thing about your show is like you're not a the world is ending kind of person. You're not one of those people who says, um, oh, you know, you got to you gotta keep your head on a swivel. I was like, dude, are you even watching my show at this point? Um, that's, that's all we're talking about is the world is coming to an end. Uh, pure chaos. And we're, uh, we're capitalizing on that around here. Um, Brandon and George are at the uh, at the helm there. Brandon, you guys um, holding down the fort there in Dallas. I'm mm-hmm. uh, down here in Houston. We are doing this multi location thing because. It's the holidays. I don't care what anybody says. It's already the holidays, in my opinion. (laughs) And and I've gotten lazy. Are you uh? Are you traveling for Thanksgiving or doing anything special? What are you guys? What are your plans next week? No, I'm I'm here for Thanksgiving. So I'll probably I'll probably cook something, cook something myself. You know, just a little little at home celebration. Do the the traditional deal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can I can I can cook cook. So I'll probably I'll probably get me a little little turkey, some mashed potatoes. You know, nice. See what else? Maybe a little pie. Your place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. George is going to do some menudo. What you going to do, George? <laughs> he, we can't hear him because he didn't have the microphone over there. George, George getting that turkey. Get, and
1: tamales.
0: Yeah. Turkey and tamales. It's my favorite. Brother. I'm telling you, it's my favorite meal of the year. I only eat it once a year. I love all of that stuff. And um, yeah, I'm going to get plenty of that next week. Uh, we are doing the traditional thing. I, I want to uh, I talk to you guys a little bit about This uh, this holiday season that's coming up and uh, just to the audience here. um, You know, and and a weird perspective on this thing is uh, the holidays come up and people kind of lose their minds. We've seen the videos from like Black Friday where people are storming into stores, fighting over televisions and things like that. Um, And everybody feels this. Uh, commercialized just need to just go crazy spending too much money going further in debt. Your power bill goes higher because you got your lights on and you know, the twinkling lights are, you know, running you into debt and everybody's pulling out the credit cards. And now you're at 33% 33 interest on a Christmas, you know, that you'd haven't even paid for last year's Christmas. I, I just tell you guys, get some perspective this year. And I know most of this audience You guys have the right mindset, but I just still want to remind you, get the right perspective. Um, Don't get yourself in deeper into debt. Don't get yourself deeper into pressure and stress. We already know the mental health issues that are out there around the holiday season. Suicides increase. You're not obligated to appease anybody. You're not obligated to impress anybody. So just take a deep breath. Uh, we're living in some wild and crazy times right now. We know with the Bidenomics and the crazy inflation that's out there, travel is hard to do. Um, I, listen, I know how bad travel has been all year long with the airline industry as well as just the gas prices that are out there if you're traveling across the road. Um, I can't imagine how bad it's going to be during the holiday season when there's added pressure on the system. So, guys, just, just relax, just relax, just relax. And I want to say to you parents out there, specifically, this is what I was thinking about this morning. Um, you, you've followed me for any length of time. You know that, that my children, uh, who are adults now, they're, they're, you know, they're children of divorce. Uh, their mom and I did the best we could possibly do when we divorced, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years ago to make sure that those kids were not going to be affected any more than necessary by what their parents had gone through. So we tried to give them a stable place. We tried to not let our pride get in the way. We tried to make sure that they were put first, that they they lived with a sense of security. I never wanted them going from mom's house to dad's house. I wanted it to be their house. And so I always made sure that they had, you know, they they lived mostly with their mom. I would visit them, I would be there if they wanted to come be with me, they could, it was their choice. I I never let my pride get into the way of saying, oh, I'm demanding my time or I'm demanding my space or whatever. Sometimes the holidays can be really bad uh between parents who are trying to figure out uh you know who's going to have the kids which hours of the day or which days of the holiday weeks they are going to have them and it turns into a fight that pressure trickles down to your kids and i'm going to encourage those of you that might be in that situation or know somebody that you have the ability to encourage in that situation to um, to just just swallow your pride and let grace win out. Because again, these these holidays that we have created for ourselves that are supposed to be fun and celebratory and relaxing, and they're supposed to be a time for, for remembering that we love each other and we care about family and friends. Don't let the stresses of the drama get in the way. Don't let it affect your kids. And, and that was just weighing heavily on my heart this morning. As, as I'm thinking about us heading into the holiday season, man, because it's it's such a pressure already. Don't let that trickle down and affect psychologically your soul. Don't let it get into your heart, and, and especially don't let it get into your kid's heart. So, you know, be gracious, be giving. That's the spirit of the whole thing why we do these holidays. It is Thanksgiving and Christmas. This is all about being gracious and thankful, as well as remembering sacrifices that have been made on your behalf. And in, uh, in it's supposed to be a miraculous time that we remember. So come on. We're not living in the most miraculous world these days. Um, it seems like uh, everything that can go wrong is going wrong. You know, we talked earlier in the week about Kathy Hochul, who is the governor of New York, Who is wanting, who's actually created whole uh, offices to police people's speech on social media? And if something is deemed hate speech, which could be God knows anything. Uh, whatever they deem worthy of hate speech, now you're going to get a call from the state and they're going to try to correct you. I don't know what comes next. I mean, do they put you on train cars? Do they put you in internment camps? Do they send you to gas chambers? I'm not, well, I I actually do know how all this stuff works. It starts with rhetoric like that. And then it evolves into violence because we have this thing called history that kind of teaches us of human nature and man's inhumanity to man of how people can really do some dumb crap. Towards each other. And so when you have the governor of New York who is saying those things out loud, when when they're cleaning the homeless off the streets of San Francisco, not to make it a better situation or to help people who are either on drugs or mentally ill or are are, you know, broken in a poverty impoverished state. No, but because Uh, You know, foreign dignitaries and and Chinese communist leaders like Xi Jinping are coming to visit California for APEC. It's a little bit it's a little bit unnerving when you realize that your government, your governors, your president, your elected representatives, supposedly I say the word elected these days with a little bit of tongue in cheek. When you know that they don't have your best interest at heart, that they are playing big government games and they're doing it at the expense of your lives, your livelihood, your incomes, your businesses, your jobs, your emotional well-being, your social well-being, the ability to imprison you or at least to imprison your thoughts or your speech so that now just speaking up and speaking out, the thing which established this country and throughout the generations has made this country great is now dangerous and detrimental. When you know that's the problem that's happening, when you know that that's in existence, it's hard it's hard to overlook those things. So I know there's a lot of folks out there who get mad. They get mad at me. They, they want to throw water on the fire alarm because I'm the guy who's out here telling you that these things are a reality. They're saying these things. They're doing these things. and And we're supposed to just turn a blind eye to it. Um, I know we're supposed to just be sweet little happy creatures out there that don't that don't talk about these things. But guys, somebody's got to tell you the truth. Somebody's got to point these things out. I've got to give you the signs of the times. These are definite warning signs of the world we're living in right now. Um, It's um, it's 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 a scary thing. It's a scary thing Uh, here. Let me let me give you this. Guys, we're going to go to clip five here in a second. Um, Let me let me just give you a, a great example of what we're up against here uh, in terms of the dangers that are out there versus a government that it refuses to do anything for the citizens they claim to represent. Play clip number five.
1: There yeah. are uh, speculations on social media that U.S. is about to wave, uh, some uh, issue new waiver uh, on Iran that will uh, allow Iran to access $10 billion. Uh, why, when, how? I think you certainly shouldn't expect me to comment on speculation on social media, and I will
0: decline to do so. Go ahead, and then we'll wrap it
1: up. Is it true? Thank I, you. I think I just answered it, or declined to answer.
0: Yeah, decline to answer it. I'm not going to speculate on uh, all the rumors, you know, that are on social media. Well, uh, just just take that one supposed rumor that he just gave you. Are, is the U.S. allocating that? Is that going to happen? Um, just just speculate on that one. Uh, again, that that is a bullshit response because uh, here is what is being speculated, whether it's on social media or the dark webs or on the mainstream media. It doesn't matter. If this is the question, are is the U.S. government about to do this? This is, well, I'm not going to speculate on what's being said on social media, uh, whether it's on social media or not. I am face to face asking you this question. Is the U.S. going to do this? And then he got that smug, pompous ass look where he says, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to dignify that with a response. Um, what are you going to do? They're not going to tell you the truth. They're not going to tell you what's going on. Um, They're going to continue to hide things from you. This is why conspiracy theories continue to arise. No such thing as a vacuum in nature. Our brains with our imagination, our question, our opinions, our thoughts, our ideas are going to rush to fill it. And that's where the conspiracies come from. And so when you refuse to answer the question like that, my conspiracy brain says, yep, that's exactly what they're freaking going to do. That's what they're going to do. So, guys. Um, we can sit here and talk about this all day long, but we need an overhaul. We need an overturning, uh, a significant change in the way this government is handled, the way we're doing things, uh, the, the so-called leaders that are in this country. And I want to say this. And you say, well, how do we do that? Well, I want to tell you something. The republic still stands, at least for now. The republic still stands. There are entities out there that would love nothing more than to destroy it and take, for instance, the guy that we just rolled a red carpet out to, Xi Jinping, in the newly cleaned, pristine streets, shit-free avenues of San Francisco. Uh, we're rolling out the red carpet to a communist dictator who wants to be a global power to the point where he, is, he, he plays Napoleon and he conquers the entire known world. And that includes the U.S. being sub- subjugated to Xi Jinping, dictator for life, and, um, and the, the you know, it, communist China. But for now, the republic still stands. Uh, weak. Weak. Our institutions are, are weak. They're corrupted. And I want to tell you, stop with this nonsense of saying, we just don't even go vote. Don't even go vote. Yes, you have to go vote. You have to go vote. It is an established institution in this country. You have to. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why we have to go vote, because I'm thoroughly convinced based on a bit of the research that I've been doing and things that people I've talked to, even if they're cheating. Even if they are cheating, even if the election process is corrupted in this country, even if it's fraudulent, there's only so much that they can do to turn the algorithm up. There's only so far they can twist the knob. Now, they did it too far with Joe Biden. They cannot do that again. They didn't do it enough with Hillary Clinton. That's why they thought Hillary Clinton was a shoe-in. They didn't think they had to change, twist the algorithm that much to control the outcome. They lost. Okay, they lost. It devastated them. And then in 2020, they did it too much because there's no effing way 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. They just didn't do it. So, guys, now that the tides are turning, now that the pendulum is swinging back in our direction, I want to encourage you guys. To trust the statistical fact that more people who have traditionally voted Democrat in the past are now swinging back over to a conservative side of things because they're tired of being screwed by a government that doesn't care anything about their well-being. And they are literally being screwed. So, guys, if you don't go vote, you absolutely can't win. You absolutely can't win. So I want to encourage you while the republic still stands, while the institution still exists, I want you to go out. I want you to exercise your privilege of being able to vote in a free election. And we just pray that it'll also be a fair one as well. All right, guys, I was talking to my mother the other day. She every time I talk to her, she's oh, thanks for sending me those factor meals. She loves her factor meals. I love factor meals, too. I don't know if you know this or not. Um, I look I did a research out there I was looking on the internet trying to figure out if there were any other um, ready to eat nutritious convenient meal companies that were out there that would be a competitor to factor there's not I'm telling you there's not they are America's number one ready to eat meal delivery service. Uh, they got breakfast lunches and dinners and it's chef prepared dietitian approved ready to eat meals And a crazy thing is I've never had one of their meals that wasn't absolutely delicious and as weird as it sounds you take it out You put it in the microwave for two minutes and it's ready to eat. I mean steak salmon chicken pastas uh, It's incredible. So if you're too busy with your you know holiday plans to cook um, you can eat well with factor. You just skip the extra time at the grocery store, all the prepping and the cleaning up, two minutes, heat and enjoy. You can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity from their production sites and offices. So I want you to make sure that you're eating well without the hassle. Choose your meals, enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door in just two minutes prep time. So um, head over to factormeals.com slash chad50. That's factormeals.com slash chad50. Use code chad50. That'll get you 50% off of uh, your order. That's code chad50 at factormeals.com slash chad50. Get 50% off. We'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, here's how stupid the mainstream media is. Uh, you want to talk about one big massive psyop that's going on in our world today. Um, ah, it's it just absolutely insane. Play, guys, I want to I head over to, um, play, I want to go to clip number seven. Just, this is the mainstream media. Th- this is where their heads are, okay? Uh, play the clip.
1: Trump's affinity for Hitler was always covered under an umbrella of his stupidity. Right, people like General Kelly were like, "Oh, you must not get it. You must not mean Hitler's army." Right? I
0: mean, you would talk about the brilliance of Hitler's generals. Correct. General Kelly, yes.
1: Correct. And and you've got some reporting about about Merkel. I want you to explain that. I'm going to read that. But 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 tell me how Trump sees Hitler. Well, Trump clearly has this infatuation with strong leaders He thinks that's good they must be brilliant they must be smart uh this is why he actually was praising hezbollah recently for being smart uh but he talks about really you know, smart is what he said I, about I mean, hezbollah. his 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 praise for kim jong-un for for putin uh for victor orban uh of hungary i'm not saying that donald trump is a Nazi, I don't, I'm not, but, but there is this infatuation that he has and he echoes his language. Does he know all the history of it? I don't know, but the parallel is clear.
0: Yeah, I mean, God forbid that you say that somebody even existed in human history or did anything that was By definition, by their definition, successful in the way that it was, you must be approving of them. You must be thinking that. uh, Listen, my father in in 1963, uh, 1964, 65 was stationed in Germany. He told me that even to that day, 20 years after the end of World War Two, he said he would walk into people's flats, their apartments, their homes and many people there in germany still had pictures of adolf hitler hanging on their wall because again the perception in those days was that even with the atrocities many people said he did things for the country nobody had done before that is a historical fact that is a historical fact was he was he a uh, uh, you know a maniac was he demon possessed was he absolutely you know deserving of burning in hell for three eternities yes you condemn, you condemn the man. But my God, if you say anything in reference to these people throughout history, well, they, they must be you know, just burying their head in the sand and being sympathizers with people like – again, they have to continue putting that rhetoric out there. Again, one, it's an assault on free speech. To be able to talk about history and to speak about it fundamentally and to say this is what someone did in history. Here's the good. Here's the bad. Here's the evil. Here's the ugly. Here's all of it. But here is what happened. And again, you find yourself walking on this tightrope razor's edge of trying to pick which word is going to work, and they're going to pull every single uh, piece of your grammatical composition out of a speech or an interview, and they're going to dissect it under a microscope. And then, and then pinpoint all the things that you said wrong. There's no way free speech survives in that type of a, of, a, of a Petri dish, there's no way. Because again, it's overanalyzed, there's applying meaning where it doesn't exist and it turns into ultimately the accusation of hate speech. Donald Trump, he has an affinity for Hitler. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Neither does anybody out there that I know. I don't know anybody that says a good thing about Hitler, nobody. But again, when you're talking about history, the key to history and learning from it is you have to tell all of it. There are aspects. Again, if you saw the lower third there as they were doing that interview, Angela Merkel said about Donald Trump, only one other leader in history drew that big of crowds. Of course, her reference was to Adolf Hitler. OK, so does that make Trump Hitlerian. Is that even a word? I don't know. Does that make him a Nazi? Does that make him a Nazi sympathizer? This is the dumbest shit in the world. And now you, my friends, if you lean conservative at all, you automatically are being labeled a Nazi sympathizer because you are an extreme MAGA Republican, a red hat wearing insurrectionist that is a fascist and all about the downfall of democracy. You get up every day to the sounds of Donald Trump on your alarm clock saying I don't know. Quite honestly, it's time to wake up. I mean, that's the level of stupid that these people think that you are operating under. But here's the real danger. Here's the real danger. You can see through the smoke, the mirrors and the BS, but the next generation, unfortunately, cannot because the next generation is being groomed by the puppets out there in public education indoctrination camps we call public schools they are being influenced their curriculum by ideologues out there who are anti-american anti-free market anti-capitalist anti-freedom anti-right anti anything small or limited government they're anti-values they're anti-second amendment they're anti-free speech they're anti uh, you, you know you having privacy and a right against search and seizures they're all about surveillance they're all about the things they want to make sure that you're walking lock stop Uh, lockstep right in line with the regime and they're influencing your kids and your kids are going to get this type of rhetoric embedded in their brains and then they're going to hit these institutions of higher learning where some pinhead has been in that academic bubble tenured for 30 years pushing his weird-ass papers around like the dude from princeton we talked about this week that's in favor of you know it's a it's a thought-provoking thing to consider zoophilia or bestiality our kids are being exposed to not only Perversion, but they're being exposed to white, weird ass indoctrinating ideologies like this that says Hitler turns a blind eye, or I'm sorry, Trump turns a blind eye to Hitler, and and you know he's got an affinity for him. So now, how do you expect the next generation to step out and think? How do you expect them to vote? How do you expect them to function in society when they've been taught their entire lives that this society, which has afforded them so many comforts, so much security, and so many freedoms, that this society is an evil one, that it's a bad one? There's no way a free market stands. There's no way that... um, Freedom stands when they've been taught their entire freaking lives that the government is the one who has their best interest at heart. And just like the Bolsheviks came in in 1918 and took children out of the home so they could put them in communist schools and train good little KGB interrogators that would ultimately put a bullet in the back of the skulls of their family member's head. That's what's happening, folks. It's about to get very easy. To shut you up, shut you off. We worry about being deplatformed and demonetized and not getting enough views or reach on social media. Screw that. It's going to come to a time where when you don't obey and you're not willing to walk in alignment with the regime, they're going to exterminate you. They're going to get rid of you. They're going to get rid of your family. These people aren't playing games, folks. This is exactly what this rhetoric leads to. If they can dehumanize you, If they can dehumanize you to the point of saying that you're a Nazi sympathizer, you voted for Donald Trump and therefore you have an affinity for Hitler. If they can go on the mainstream media and say shit like that, folks, there is no hope for the future of this country. People are being brainwashed. People like you are being dehumanized. You will be nothing more than a bug that deserves to be squashed because of the poison that resides inside of your mind we are absolutely screwed. Absolutely screwed. So I, um, I want to encourage you guys to, um, to think through these things when you see them. Think through these things, and by God, don't shut up. This is a dangerous world we're living in, and it's only going to get more dangerous if you remain silent. So do not remain silent. Keep talking. Keep talking. How's that for... Into the world rhetoric. It's getting bad, folks. Guys, I love Relief Factor. I take it every day. Um, and it's an anti-inflammatory. It's all natural. You don't have to worry about taking another drug or adding some kind of, you know, some weird ingredient into your body. You don't have to do that, man. I'm just telling you that I've tested Relief Factor. It works to keep my inflammation markers in check. And, um, you know, the, the pain in your body, it comes, it comes from, um, you know the the inflammation that's there but a lot of diseases are caused by that inflammation as well relief factor will work to keep that in check Hundreds of thousands of people order Relief Factor. They can't be wrong. They keep on ordering it because they know it works for them. I'll get you a trial pack, a three week trial pack, see if it works for you. It's only $19.95. That's right. Less than 20 bucks to get that three week trial pack. Get it. See if it works. I bet it will. Call them up on the phone, 800 the number four relief, or you can visit relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> You know, on Tuesday, we had uh, the guys from 21 Gun Podcast on there and there was a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, we were jawing back and forth, having a good time. But there was a lot of uh, little buzzwords that were hinted at in there. And one of the things that Kevin Sullivan Sully said, um, talking about if you'll pay attention to what's going on into in Australia, in the UK, in Canada, it's just a matter of time, probably two years, maybe sooner before it's happening here in America. And, you know, everybody a couple of weeks ago was so excited, myself included, I guess. I don't know. I don't get excited about anything the government does or any, anybody that's in Washington, D.C. But everybody was, you know, happy that Mike Johnson, who is this, uh, you know, faith based guy who stands up to his con- by his convictions, <clears throat> that he was, you know, n- nominated and elected speaker of the House. But again, nothing's happening. Uh, They they nothing's happening. Um, It looks like they're about to, you know, get right back into the nonsense budgeting and financial debacle uh, of that. The Democrats want. Um, He seems to be bowing down to that. Uh, There was no impeachment process started towards joe biden um there's a number of things that are happening that are disappointing i've told you guys over and over again people go what's going on i'm telling you these guys are fundraising like crazy mike johnson the rest of the gop they're fundraising like crazy as long as listen (laughs) the end of the world sells the end of the world sells If, if we could sit here and tell you That uh, the end is near and it's all going to hell and you guys aren't going to have anything left if you don't support this group of people who's on the front lines fighting for you. And in this case, if you don't support Republican candidates and the GOP establishment in the beltway of Washington, D.C., in the halls of Congress and the Senate, then what will we do when the world comes crumbling down? Here's the thing. As long as they're continuing to fundraise, they're not gonna do a damn thing because they need the crisis. Well, some of us are starting to see through the smoke and mirrors. It's a play. It's a circus. And they want you to stay entertained by the jugglers and the clowns and the and the bears walking around on big balls. They want you um they want you caught up in in the nonsensical novelty that's out there of this world around us and not pay attention to what you know they're doing under the table. For instance, This week we discovered that eight Republicans joined Democrats in referring, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, his impeachment, uh, resolution to committee guys, Daryl Issa, Virginia Fox, Ken Buck, Cliff Vince, Mike Turner, Patrick McHenry, Tom McClintock, John Duarte, all of them, uh, Killed Marjorie Taylor Greene's articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. They joined the Democrats to do it. Um, Andy Biggs of Texas, uh, a GOP congressman here, he said, I'm appalled by tonight's decision to refer a motion to impeach Department of Homeland Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas to committee. This House leadership ploy kills any chance of impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. He said, I'm disappointed in tonight's results, but we'll continue to fight for American people and ensure America's sovereignty remains intact. Um, uh, Representative Andrew Clyde of Georgia tweeted this. He said DHS Secretary Mayorkas has intentionally failed to secure the border for three years. He deserves to be fired. Yet tonight, eight Republicans, eight freaking Republicans voted with the Democrats to kill uh, Rep MTG's Marjorie Taylor Greene's Resolution to impeach myorcas. You're being played People at this stage in the game Um, You are being played. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to turn around and fundraise off of it. So you got to call them out. Issa, Issa, however you say it, Daryl, Issa, Fox, Buck, Bence, Turner, McHenry, McClintock, Duarte, Duarte, whatever. Listen, the border is wide open. Mayorkas knows that. They are fundamentally dismantling the structure of American society. People are going to die because of it. People are going to lose everything because of it. Not only lives, but businesses and livelihoods are going to lose everything. A guy like Alejandro Mayorkas, if, if his job is, let's, let's break it down, homeland security. The land where, is your, where it's your home. Homeland security. Do you feel secure at all? Do you feel secure? Drive up and down the street. Look around you. Look at the, look at, look at the videos that we give you day in and day out. The nonsense is happening in this world. Joe Biden's granddaughter was freaking carjacked the other night, carjacked to where the, the, the secret service detail has to open fire. And granted, they didn't hit a damn thing. Um, but, uh, you know, what 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 in the hell is going on at this point? Um, you know, Joe Biden says, oh, I can't believe that it happened you know, this close to my family. Oh, yeah. Well, it did, because guess what, Joe? Even your family isn't exempt from the crazy freaking world that we're living in right now. And. Um, yeah, um, but make sure San Francisco's cleaned up for Xi Jinping to come to town. But don't worry. Homeland Security screw it that guy hasn't done a job that he hasn't done a successful job in 3 years 3 years and eight republicans are going to turn around and say yeah we'll refer it to committee that means he's not going to get impeached they're not going to do anything about it but by god they'll keep sending out those emails and those text messages to make sure that you donate because they got to get reelected why are we reelecting any of these people why are we reelecting any of them we're dumb Every one of them needs to be replaced, every single one of them. So earlier when I say we better overturn this situation, I'm not talking about sedition or insurrection or anything like that. I'm talking about the legal way that we, that we get people out of office who aren't doing what we want them to do. I mean, these bills, these bills are 5,000 pages long. Nobody's reading the damn things. Why don't we slide some term limits into a few of those and see if that gets passed? There's nobody reading them, nobody reading them. I think it's a good idea because there's no way they're going to ever let themselves get voted out of office, not voluntarily. They're not – once they get that kind of power, they're not going to stop holding on to it. So we're screwed. We're in a country in which people like you, people like me, with our values, we are not represented. We are are not represented. And when somebody comes along that does try to represent you, that does try to lay aside their life long enough to say some things, they get held. They get held to some weird accountable, uh, you know, some weird non-existent accountability, like saying that Trump has an affinity for Hitler. That's what gets said about them. If you mention Marjorie Taylor Greene, who introduced those bills of impeachment for Mayorkas, if you say anything about her, then they're going to say, oh, she's crazy. She's a nut job. She's got all kinds of problems. Ah, She said this. She said that she's doing this. Eh. It's like, stop. Don't you understand? They're going to villainize and vilify every person that speaks out with the same values that you have because, you know, they're not the diplomacists that you that the mainstream media has told you that a politician's supposed to look like. Do you understand that our founding fathers, and even up in, into you know 150 years ago, those guys used to beat the shit out of each other in the halls of Congress with a cane. They used to duel for crying out loud. Tell me what a politician, some mealy-mouth, mamby-pamby, pink-ass, virgin politician who ain't never, you know, done a damn thing in his life because he's scared to death that he's gonna get exposed for the skeletons in his closet, has no life experience outside of his own little whatever, polishing his knob. You're gonna tell me that that guy is in touch with what's going on in the real world? He's not. But that's the standard we're holding people up to. I know when I was running for office, well, you're not a politician. You're not dignified enough. Screw you. You know what I want. I want to bring it back. We're hitting people in the head with the damn canes because we're arguing over stuff. Let's go back to pounding on the freaking tables. Let's bring back the duels, man. Let's do it. Come on. You walk up to somebody, slap the shit out of them with a glove and say pistols at dawn. I'm telling you, it ends a lot of this nonsense. Let's go. Oh, Chad, you're being extreme. I'll tell you what's extreme. Seven million illegal aliens inside your country that are waiting to pop off at any given time. Even your major cities can't handle the influx of them. When you know that there are Palestinians, there's Hezbollah, there's ISIS, there's, I, there's, there's Iraqis, Iranians, there's Taliban people who are inside your country, and we can't even impeach the dude who's in charge of shutting the freaking border. That's extreme. I don't know if you know it or not, but that's freaking extreme. <sighs> Guys, I hope you're listening to me. I hope you're listening to me. That's one, thing that's, that's one thing, one thing that's true around here. I'm always right. Hey guys, uh, I'm going to give you a health rev- revelation that will change your life. It's the modern age. You got to take care of your liver. And guess what? You can do that now. Um, you know why you got to take care of your liver? Because your liver is the filter, man. It's the powerhouse. It has five key functions that greatly affect everything from how you feel, how you look, how you live. Uh, Weight management energy levels cholesterol hormone health brain health all of it is in your liver and we're in a silent health epidemic because nobody's thinking about their liver Hundred million people in america right now you want to talk about a silent enemy that's here among us Hundred million people in america are dealing with a fatty liver and most of them don't even know it So if you got the if you're gaining weight without explanation, you got chronic fatigue um, Listen, take care of your health. It starts with your liver in so many places uh, Tri-Liver help formula It's an all-natural supplement Packed with clinically proven botanicals To help you recharge and protect your liver You can go to my dedicated page They'll also send you a free bottle Of the nano-powered Omega-3 It's a total discount of 64% You're not going to find this offer anywhere else Go to GetLiverHelp.com Slash Chad That's GetLiverHelp.com Slash Chad We'll be right back <laughs> Hey, uh, Brandon, you know, the other night, um, I think I saw where Matt Petgrave, uh, the hockey player who uh, who kicked the guy in the throat mm-hmm. and killed him. Yeah. Uh, he came back on the ice and they gave him like a standing ovation. Do you see that?
1: Yeah. I actually was reading earlier that I think they also just arrested him.
0: They did. They, yeah. did. they arrested him for, um, for manslaughter. For manslaughter. Yeah. 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 Uh, anybody watching that video i mean that that was not a freak thing uh, yeah you know, that's that's a bad deal yeah right? i don't
1: i don't entirely know that's how you can deal. can convict him because it's really hard to prove intent in that situation
0: but i do think it needs to at least be looked at yeah uh, yeah you're right i think it's hard to um hard to convict somebody on a deal like that i mean especially yeah. when you're in a when uh, you're in a sport that it's actually okay to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how that thing comes out. But um, I don't really watch hockey. I don't know. that I've been to some hockey games. I don't know that much about it. I know it's cold in the building uh, when you go in there. And uh, the, uh, they, don't, they don't fight their fights on the hockey uh, ice and the hockey rink with um, diplomacy. I can tell you that. I mean, you've got to, you, they beat the hell out of each other. Uh, but AOC says the, uh, the solution to the war between Israel and Hamas, it's got to be a diplomatic solution. Uh, play clip number eight real quick, guys.
1: Ceasefire means there is no military solution, only a diplomatic yes. and cultural solution. Yes. A relational solution, yes. a reckoning with ourselves and our history. That is what ceasefire now means.
0: I'm curious when everybody in the squad suddenly became a black preacher. Like, every one of them at this point. Like, they're all screeching and howling and doing their thing. But then they got that little cadence to them. There's got to be a ceasefire. It sounds like Al Sharpton popping off. Got to be... A ceasefire, A diplomatic solution Well maybe Maybe They can host a summit there in Gaza And AOC could uh, jump on a jet Fly over uh, Get in a little motorcade with, with the rest of the crew With has these diplomatic solutions And she could sit down at the table With the leaders of Hamas I'm sure that would go well She could go in with her face and head uncovered and um, speak to men, look them eye to eye. And I'm sure it would be a fantastic outcome in terms of everything that she just suspects would happen. You know, a diplomatic solution. Um, We told you what's going on in, in Australia, Canada, UK. Matter of happening here very, very soon, it's going to happen because they're going to continue to try to put weak, weak, weak ass people in positions of power so they can be easily controlled. And then again, this this brainwashing society that we're living in, the one big psyop that's going on out there can ultimately have its uh, its full on public display. Here's what's happening in London. Uh, here's one protester, what they had to say. Play the brain trust there on clip number nine.
1: 16 years of a siege in Gaza. The Palestinians are right to fight back against that. We will stand with them every single time.
0: Yeah, that's right. They, they paraglided into uh, a concert on October 7th, and... Killed civilians, uh, men, women, raped, beheaded, uh, then went and killed babies. They drug citizens out of their homes, unarmed, shot them in the street, execution style. Um, th- you know, they, they shot women in the back of the head while they were raping them. But, oh of Israel fights back, that's a that's a war crime, right? So it's, if, if they go and do that, if they go and attack innocent civilians in Israel, that's, that's war, but again, if Israel fights back, that's a war crime, and so Palestinians have a right to fight back. This is the type of rhetoric that's out there, and it's the type of rhetoric that's being picked up here. Um, play clip, uh, and this is, boy, this is such a true statement right here. Play clip number 10.
1: These women here, go to Gaza, you want to go talk in Gaza? These women, they can't talk in Gaza. It's a joke. It's a joke, it's become fashion. It's fashion. It's fashion, this bull****. It's fashionable. Yes, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? How many bombs? France, in Syria, here London. All it is, is an excuse to hate Jews. It's us, the problem's us, isn't it? It's us. You think tomorrow, if there was no Israel, this problem would be solved? They f***ing kill each other. What? A genocide. We're the worst. Of, we're the worst that committed genocide. The f***ing population has tripled in the last 10 years. Genocide. These people are they're f***ing idiots.
0: I like that guy a lot. Um, I I think that uh, the man speaks diplomatically and with truth. And I wish he was saying that to the face of AOC, because, again, it's fashion. It is fashionable. All the same people here in America that are out there marching with their pro-Palestinian flags and all their crap that they're doing out there. They're the exact same people who were marching for BLM. They were the exact same people who were taking to the streets in the summer of love. They're mostly peaceful protests. These are the exact same people who were marching with a freaking Me Too movement. They were marching with Black Lives Matter. They're the ones holding their fists in the air. They're the ones that were it's it's all the same people. It's become fashionable to do these things. Like we talked about earlier in the week when people are saying from the river to the sea, you don't even know what the frickin river or the sea is. You're just out there chanting it in the street because it rhymes. You're a dumbass. You're an absolute dumbass. Now, I'm willing to have a conversation or discussion or debate with somebody that is a thoughtful, genuine conversation, you know, that somebody wants to be completely uh, genuine with their process of critical thinking on what's going on, because, again, in war, there's seldom a lot of good guys uh when they're when the bullets and the bombs are being traded. Uh there's very very often there's very few and far between to find those because war is absolute hell. But give me some give me some genuine conversation on the thing. Not this kind of nonsense. And when you send me the message you said, Oh, we're gonna come and we're gonna burn you, uh, yeah, I can kind of see through that bullshit too, okay? Locked and loaded, bitch. Ah, all right. I'll tell you, man, uh, it's a crazy world. Y'all stay strapped. But in the meantime, it's the holidays. So hi. Yeah, it's good times. Uh, tomorrow, my new song, I'd Be Jolly Too. It is finally available to the public. We're going to put the video out there. It's going to be fantastic. Everybody's going to love it. We're going to replace Mariah Carey. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be famous. Uh, I'll be, in truth, throttled back, and nobody will ever want to play my my great, great song, my legendary song, because I said the things that I said on this episode today. That's just the way it goes. Just the way it goes. But, uh, you know, maybe next week we'll, uh, we we can put the, maybe we'll put the video for the song on the show and you guys can enjoy it too. Uh, I shot that video very fast. I shot it in four hours. All the editing, everything was done in four hours. Shot the entire video on an iPhone. That's not an advertisement for iPhone. I just get sick of these videographers who charge an arm and a leg and Say, oh yeah, I'm gonna come in here and do this. It's cost you twenty grand. Nope, we did we did a fantastic video. Um, is it the best thing you've ever seen in your life? Most likely, and I did it on an iPhone, all from the vision that generated. And originated in my brain. So, tomorrow, make sure that you go get that song, download it, add it to your playlist, add it to your holiday playlist, stream that sucker over and over and over again. And the most important thing, while I'm kidding with you on a lot of this stuff, the most important thing is with based records, the beautiful thing is. We've got an opportunity to kind of stick it in the eye of the cancel culture that's out there. And rather than be cancel culture, we can be counterculture and we can say the things that we want to say. Uh, It's not an offensive song, but it comes from, by their definition, offensive people like me. And uh, these uh, these other producers and the record label out there, they just don't like it because we're so mean. These mean conservatives that apparently have an affinity for Hitler. Well... We're going to celebrate Christmas in style. I'd be jolly, too. It's available on all of the uh, communist platforms like Apple and Spotify and every place you can get the music out there. So go check it out. And you know what? Let's make that fashionable. Let's make that fashionable. Listening to good music that the mainstream did not encourage you to go get. Quit quit sucking down the pablum and let's get off the, the mainstream teat. How about that? Ah, boy, we're living in a crazy world. We really are. And um, I hope you guys are are just, I, I'm telling you, the way I started off the show is the way I want to end it tonight. I, I want to remind you guys, the holidays are coming. Use this time of year to kind of refocus and reset and, and do what you need to do to get your brain ready. Because let me tell you, uh, the chaos isn't going to end anytime soon. A couple more things I want to tell you when we come back. Y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, guys, I want to encourage all of you to uh, head over to watchchad.com. And that's uh, where all the fun stuff is. If you're if you're watching this show, you're probably not at the show I'm doing right now at this time, uh, at District 249 in Tomball, Texas. But Saturday night, if you're anywhere in Texas you can or anywhere around, I don't know, you can fly in. Come check us out. Jesse Payton and I will be in Marble Falls, Texas at Gutters and Putters, Putters and Gutters. I don't know what they call it. but It's a great little music venue over there. We're going to be doing comedy for a couple of hours. So come check us out. And then uh, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, Justin, Texas, uh, me and the boys are going to be doing some music. In the, I think it's the ninth anniversary of the Mule Barn. There, if you don't, if you've never been to that music venue, it's really cool. So come check us out. WatchChat.com has all the information. Um, and uh, we're going to be in um, in Little Rock, Arkansas, Yorktown, Kerrville, St. Cloud, Florida, tons of stuff. Watch, Chad, has all the information you need. Don't forget, guys, sign up, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Save on an annual subscription. I hope you all have a great weekend. Blaze subscribers, enjoy tomorrow night's overtime. We'll get down and dirty with it. And uh, if not, have a great weekend. We love you. God bless you. Bye.